0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of and k Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again to my show. I really appreciate all you guys taking the time to listen to what I got to say. And I'm really happy that I can um, kind of like start recording more podcasts because I think it's a lot easier than recording YouTube. Um, if you guys don't know, I also have a YouTube channel. Um, so I think podcasts, it's kind of more like you can just speak your mind and say whatever comes to your to your head and you don't have to worry about like editing the pictures or editing the color or like make sure um the contrast or the resolution is clear or whatever but um yeah i really appreciate you guys tuning in um today's gonna be a really special topic and uh, we're gonna split the session uh into two um, we're not gonna go for about 15-20 minutes we're gonna go for probably about like maybe 10 minutes or so and then take a little break and then come back with a second intermission and you know keep keep the segment going. Um, but yeah, today's topic is uh, basically just about myself. It's just a little biography of what my life is like growing up in the United States. Um, I'm a second generation. Uh, my parents are immigrants from Asia, and uh, you know they had a tough life coming here. But uh, we'll touch base on that, you know, later on down in the show. But I wanted to give you guys some insight and and some some I guess experiences that I've come across that's helped me grow as a person and you know some experiences might have been good some might have been bad but overall i think nevertheless they're experiences that are a part of you so you should embrace them um so yeah like i want to talk about my life growing up in the united states and uh when i was growing up i grew up in a small city called sacramento it's a capital of california california is one of the um, biggest states in the united states um, people say that California's economy um, can easily, uh, I guess, outnumber or outmake a lot of the countries in the world. It's, it's that powerful of an e- uh, economy. So I think um, I grew up in a little town called Sacramento, and I remember going to a school, um, an elementary school, For those of you guys out don't know what elementary school means. It's it means uh, first grade through about sixth grade. That's elementary school, and kids are probably around the ages of like uh, between the ages of like ten and thirteen. So after thirteen or twelve, you go into middle school. Um, But in elementary school, um, I went to a little school called Carmichael School, and the school was like only about ten minutes from my house. Like I could I could easily walk there. But uh, I don't know why I always got a ride there. I guess because my parents were kind of um, strict when I was little. They didn't want me to like walk there because uh, they were afraid I would get bullied or I would probably get picked on or, or it wasn't safe. Um, but anyway, um, I walked to school later on um, as I got older. But in the first couple of years, I, I got a ride there. And I remember my parents had a, a little Mazda hatchback. I forgot uh, what model it was, but it was a Mazda hatchback that my mom used drove a lot, and I think they sold it now, or I don't know if it broke down or whatnot, but um, my mom would drive that car to drop me off at school because she didn't work. She was a home mom, a, a homestay mom, meaning she stayed at home, cleaned the house, cooked for us, made sure we um, had enough food to eat, and uh, make sure we went to soccer practice, tennis practice on time that we weren't late. I also took piano lessons for a little bit, so uh, my mom was basically like, it was a job in itself just to take care of the kids at home so i really think that she did a lot for us Um, but going back to the elementary school topic um, i grew up in a school uh, i grew up in the neighborhood and um, every day at school you know we'd go to school Um, i remember we used to do the pledge of allegiance it's something that like all kids that went to school had to do it's when you stand up and you say like i pledge allegiance to the united states of america like, after, I already forgot how to say it, but it's, like, I pledge allegiance, to blah, 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 like, something about, like, in God we trust. It's something funny, because, like, that that lyric, that, that phrase, in God we trust, I, I'm not even Christian, and I was thinking, why do I have to say this? But I, when I was little, like, my parents are Buddhist, so every time it, it would get to that part of the phrase, I would not say the word God, I would stop, and then I would let everybody say God, and then I would start saying whatever every, uh, everybody else was saying, so... I thought it was kind of interesting. I don't know if anybody else there that has a similar experience to me, but um, I thought it was pretty pretty unique. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was pretty normal. Like, uh, in, in America, when we go to elementary school, it's like you go to class. I think it starts at, like, 7.30 or 8 a.m. You, you go, like, you have one teacher for every year. You don't change teachers. So that one teacher teaches you everything. Like, she teaches you English, teaches you math, teaches you, like, arts and crafts. She teaches you history. And then you go outside and play. I think you have a little break, um, like a 15-minute recess break. You go outside, play with kids, like uh, play on like the tether ball or play soccer or whatever. I remember um, my favorite thing to do was like I uh, would play this game called Power Rangers, and I don't know if you guys know what that show is, but it's basically a Japanese show that everybody dresses up in like a like a uniform like you have like the red ranger the green ranger the the blue ranger the pink ranger and the yellow ranger so um i would either play that game and i'd always try to be like the yellow ranger because she's the only ranger that was asian and there's another game called uh, the three ninjas and the three ninjas is based off this show called the basically it's called the three ninjas (laughs) and then it's like you have a guy named tom uh i think a kid named uh michael and then i think it's Jason oh the third the third guy's name is tom tom and then like i would always be tom tom because i guess tom tom was like asian looking so um there was like i remember there was like a black guy and then a white guy and then there's me so i'd be tom tom because i was like Asian. we would pretend to like fight each other and then like run around the school and and we would just do that um i i remember one of the other cool things uh, during recess um was that you can pick up trash and when you pick up trash you can kind of collect stickers and every sticker you get it's kind of like money you can go to the store and buy stuff and we had a little store at our school that would let us do that So that was pretty cool but um i guess when you're little you don't really know um you know like some of the challenges are of of being like i guess a minority in like a foreign country even though i was born here and i spoke perfect english i think we're still minorities because we look different. Like, we have black hair, we have yellow skin. But that didn't come into light until, like, when I was in middle school. So throughout my elementary school, uh, like, tenure, it was basically just pretty normal. Like, went to school, studied, went home, did homework, and I was a pretty good student. But it wasn't until 7th and 8th grade that I went to, um, I guess, middle school that I made some friends and my parents had moved. So we moved in this neighborhood where it was, like, 90%, like, caucasian like white people and we were the only two families that were asian and um i remember going to school and like i was in class uh and i was a transfer student i sat down um at a at a desk and the teacher was like hey welcome guys this is van he's a new student he's incoming into town um he just moved here so you guys all give him a warm welcome blah 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 right and um uh, i was like hi so i sat down and teacher's like you know, trying to pronounce my full name. And, you know, you guys all know, like my full Asian name is like very different than just Van. Van is like my English name that everybody just calls me by. But, you know, like my dad will call me like Vang Lang. It means like it's like my Vietnamese name. And then my mom would call me Shao Wen. It's like my Chinese name. But in school, nobody calls you like, you know, those names because they don't really speak any other language than English. So I remember my teacher was like Van, 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 Van. Like she couldn't say it. She asked me how to say it and I told her how to say it i remember like some students in the back they were kind of like <laughs> they're trying to like laugh you know they're like teasing me like um i remember one kid was like ching chong ching chong ch-, like trying to like imitate my name and i was like what i don't get why he's doing this i didn't really know what's going on because like when you're young you don't really understand what's happening until later on in your life and you kind of process everything and you're like oh i get it you know we'll talk about it later in the podcast too but i think um growing up like i think uh I had a lot of experience like that, whether it be, like, in the classroom, in the playground, outside. Because, I don't know, It's because, like, we're different than everybody or we just look different. Um, it wasn't only me. There was, like, a – I think there was a, um, a Muslim kid at my school, and his name was Muhammad. And I remember we were in the eighth grade, and I, had transferred, to his, I transferred to this other school, um, this other middle school called Kenneth Middle School. And that middle school was kind of in- interesting because um, – I think there was a lot of a little bit more diversity, but not so much. And uh, I don't know why, but it's always like the Asian kid or like the like Muslim kid that got bullied. I don't know why that is. Um, But when I think back now, I'm think it's like I think in America, like especially Caucasian people, like they grow up to think that everything kind of like belongs to them. You know what I mean? So it's like when you study history. When you study like um like columbus and you study like um different parts of history it's like we're like caucasians are always like colonizing or like trying to dominate other countries other cultures and make it their own and i mean everybody's honored to their own history their own like background whatever but it's like when you kind of understand what's happening like in the back end the logistics behind everything you kind of know why things turn out to be this way so you kind of understand, but at the same time, you kind of want to, like, stand up for yourself, you know? And I remember, like, the first fight I got into in 8th in grade, I was in line, and this kid, you know, this, like, Caucasian kid, he ran to me, he, like, punched me really hard in the stomach and, like, knocked the wind out of me. I was so out of breath, and I was like, what the— and I was so mad, like, I don't know why. I chased after him. I'm like, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, I chased him down the hall. I chased him and chased him. I didn't catch him because uh, the recess—I uh, guess the recess— Um, supervisor that was on duty uh, stopped both of us and we got in trouble I actually got I got um, a citation from school and uh, my dad wasn't too happy about it but anyway um, growing up I guess in this neighborhood going to school like the Asian population was very very small it's about about five percent I think give or take and you know when you grow up in such an area where it's like you don't see too many Asians you don't see representation at all and you kind of it's easy to like be left out or you feel kind of like excluded from everything and you just want to fit in, you know, when you're young, you just want to fit into everything. You don't want to like, um, you know, be the outcast. So you do all you can. And a lot of people, you know, they, they try to watch more American movies, books, make more American friends. Some of them try to embrace American culture, but it's like different people can walk different paths, you know, there's no right or wrong. But, um, yeah, growing up in my neighborhood. Surprisingly, I had, I had a lot of Caucasian friends when I was little, But nowadays, like most of my friends are Asian. It's kind of weird because you understand that like different people have different backgrounds and there's a different dynamic in kind of like understanding each other. So it's easy for me to get along with Asian people, whether they're like um, Asian American, ABCs, like Asians from Asia. I think it's easier that we have a common cultural understanding of each other. So it's easier to to understand. Um, But nevertheless, like uh, my mom, you know, she didn't really speak English that well. She tried to learn, you know, but it's not easy coming to a foreign country, you know, and trying to learn a different language because you have to kind of like pay your dues, study, practice every day, have the right people, the right environment. And um, my dad tried to teach her, but he was just too strict of a teacher and he lost his temper too many times. So the number one important lesson in being a teacher is that you have to be patient and understand that your level and the person you're teaching is totally different you know so you got to be patient with them and let them learn but anyway long story short my mom gave up on english so that's part of the reason why like i spoke i I speak like a second and third language in the house because my when i got home it's like i'm kind of like i don't really use english when i'm at home at all except for when i'm talking to my brothers so Growing up, we we always spoke like either Vietnamese at home, or we spoke some Chinese. And um, going to school, even when my mom picked us up from school, like she would be like speak, speaking to me in um, in a non English language, and all the kids would listen in, and they'd be like, "Oh, Van is talking, Van is talking Chinese today. Like, what is he talking about?" Just like you know, they try to like make fun of my mom's English, and it's like you know what? Like fuck you guys. You know, it's like, like now when I think back, it's like, dude, if I had the confidence I had now, I would totally like try to like fight them all but then again it's like you you can't make a change in the world when you're always trying to like promote violence so you can use different methods you know but like a lot of asian americans i think go through this kind of experiences and it's like it kind of helps you grow and you develop this like new perspective on life and on people and on like cultural differences so it's something that like you can't really explain or like try to make people learn it's just that you have to go through it to know so um it wasn't in until like high school that I realized that like this problem got even more serious. Cause you know, high school, it's all about like, you know, the, the, the popular guys, the football players, like the kids that have like fancy cars that we all know their parents bought for them that they, they didn't, they didn't do shit or make any money. And it's like all these spoiled kids that they have all this stuff. And it's like, and you look at us, look at me. And it's like, dude, I have black hair. I have yellow skin. I have Asian eyes. Like you can't deny the fact that I'm Asian looking. I'm, foreign looking to these people you know it's like no matter how much i think times are changing now but back then it's like no matter how american you are if you look asian you're always going to be like foreign to like white people or like caucasian people it's always, like they never understand that you know it's always like they want to pick on us but it, it's like you kind of learn how to like embrace yourself later on you kind of learn how to like embrace your roots and you kind of like grow you know because um i think asians can be inspiring asians can be authentic they can be real and they can be confident and most importantly asians can be sexy it's like uh this is a whole new other topic that i can talk about later on in a different podcast but it's like media representation of asians used to be so negative it is getting a slightly better but it's still not where it should be um but yeah i mean, my childhood growing up in the u.s was just kind of like discovering my roots trying to like understand why i'm getting bullied or like why i'm getting picked on um i had a here where i was like really ashamed of being asian it's like fuck i don't want to speak any other language I, w- I only wanted to speak english because i wanted to be like everybody else but now it's like it's so awesome to be like trilingual it's awesome to be asian it's awesome to like support other asians and help them achieve their dreams and know that they went through the same thing that we went through so it's like um you know, everything comes to light as you get older and you become more wise. You have more life experience and everything just clicks. But, I mean, I'm curious to know how everybody else's experiences in, in um, I guess, in, uh, you know, in, in America growing up. I'm sure everybody else has similar experiences. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know you guys are, are, are pretty much tuned into this podcast because I, I kind of opened up a lot here. You know, I kind of gave... Some a little bit of history about myself. Um, Trying to think of any other. Oh, bowling. Oh my gosh, I I could talk about this all day long. But there's this one kid in high school, and uh, I doubt he's gonna be listening to this podcast. But uh, I'm not gonna try to mention any names. But his name was Brian. Okay, I'm gonna leave out his last name just to, like, so he doesn't. In case he listens to this podcast, but you know who you are, man. Like, I remember he was in band with me, and he was this like Jewish white kid. He would always. Bully me! I don't know what the hell his problem was. It's like every time I, because I played the trumpet, right, and he was in the same band as I was in, and every time I would play something, he'd be like, "Oh man, Mister Ching Chong is going." Ching Chong is like a racial term that white people like to call Asian people. I don't know why they do this, but anyway, they just it's like, "Oh, Ching Chong is about to play." Oh, let's hear what he has to do. And he would kept bullying me, like, and he would like kind of push me if I'm in line or something. So one day I'm like, you know what? Like, screw this guy. I'm gonna try to get revenge. So as we were doing the Pledge of Allegiance, like, I pledge allegiance on the, under God, blah, 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 blah. So I pulled the chair out underneath his seat and he sat down and then he fell off and then he was so mad. He's like, I'm going to kill you after class. And after class, I freaking just ran. I like took off. And for, for from that time since, he would bully me even more. But it's like, you know what? Like, that's the thing. It's like, Asians have to learn how to stand up for themselves, you know You can't really like just let people pick on you all the time because sometimes you have to fight Even if you don't win you still have to fight because you had to stand up for yourself stand up for what you believe in and I think People will kind of respect you more for that later on But uh, yeah, it's one of my crazy stories that I remember back in middle school um, and high school as well, but uh, um, We're gonna take a little break guys Um, You know, we're gonna come back in about a few minutes and we're gonna finish up the second segment talk about like some weird stereotypes i'm growing up um you know like what kind of sports i played as a kid uh you know how my parents were and my brothers um give you guys just like a little background of like what life was like um here in california but let's take a little break and then we'll tune in 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 a bit so uh stay tuned guys on spotify you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts and artists in one place for free you don't even need a premium account And Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're actually listening to right now. On Spotify, you can also follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. And premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you haven't already done so, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for your podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of Edison 32K podcast. And guys, we are back from the break. Um, so, I want to talk about a couple of things, like, I guess, um, some other unique experiences I had growing up in the United States. Um, I think, aside from all the bowling and all, like, the getting the fights and everything, I think um, I, we played a lot of sports as, as kids, like, me and my, my brothers. Like, I mean, my dad was a type that he was very athletic when he was little. He played a lot of soccer, he broke his arm. So, I guess, my dad love to play sports so growing up i played baseball soccer tennis i even swam and i played golf i did like so many sports and i think I'm, I'm very lucky very fortunate that i had those experiences because sports is like a big part of my life now like i love tennis i watch tennis um i don't know if you guys are watching any tennis right now but there's a big tournament called wimbledon it's one of the grand slams and uh um i guess roger Federer had just played nadal today rafael nadal and you guys are into tennis, Um, Federer is, like, one of the greatest all-time players ever. So I guess if I didn't play tennis growing up, I probably wouldn't even like to watch tennis or even play the sport. But I got to thank my parents, you know, for taking the time out, making sacrifices to, like, drive me to practice, drive me to the matches, pay for my rackets, my shoes, my clothes, like, my gear, um, everything. Um, But uh, growing up, I think um, I remember playing soccer as a kid and like uh, one of something that stood out to me the most was i was only like i think 10 or 11 i played in this little um like i guess novice league where everybody is like really like beginner level and uh, our coach was like this big buff like american guy but he was super chill and like i remember we lost all our matches like throughout the whole season we were that bad like we were but he never like blamed us never you know like said we suck or anything but even though you know we knew we sucked um the last match of the season, we won, and he made us line up, and he gave us all a dollar each. And you know, when you're like nine years old, like, damn, a dollar is like money, man. It's like, you can buy stuff with a dollar. Like you can buy like ice cream. You can buy like, like cookies. You can buy like lemonade. You can buy a drink. Like, it's a lot of stuff you can buy for a dollar when you're when you're like a little kid. But yeah, our coach kind of like gave us, um like, some money as we stood in line, and I was like, wow, this is so cool, you know, and. It's, like, thinking back now, it's, like, playing sports was so cool because, like, every Saturday morning we had a match, right? And it was only for, like, two two months in a year that, you know, like, soccer season um, was here. And then we just, like, we played. And after that, we had snacks at the end of the match. And then we went home. It was kind of, like, a good Saturday morning thing kind of do. But... Uh, we played baseball. I I, pl- I swam. I played tennis. So it's like I did so much sports, and I think it's part of the reason why like I'm kind of skinny because I I was so active when I was little, and I was so dark like I was like freaking, like a like, uh, like a Filipino kid. I think I'm not saying like they're bad or anything. I'm saying like I was really really tan. So, um, but out of the whole family, my second brother is the best at sports. He he had a gift. Like he was so good at soccer. He played in the highest league that was offered in California, that's called the competitive league. And, uh, you know, they traveled around like the state even went to like, um, others, other cities and other states to play matches. And he was really that good, but he played for the high school team. But I think, you know, we, we as Asians all ran into this problem where it's like, like just cause you're Asian, people kind of like under underestimate you. They kind of undermine, uh, undermine you and think that, you know, you're not as good as you are, but if you're like, any other ethnicity other than Asian, I think, like, for example, if you're, like, Hispanic and you're playing soccer, you would be, like, so good because the, st- the, his- the stereotype is that Hispanics are really good at soccer, right? Or if you're, like, black and you're playing basketball, it's, like, you're automatically going to be, like, really good. But it's, like, if you're Asian, it's, like, everybody just thinks you're not that good. So you have to try kind of, like, 200% to kind of prove yourself to make sure that you're, like, you you actually know what you're doing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I was really lucky, you know, like my muscle fibers Like I guess I have the type 2 muscle where like I can run really fast I'm like really athletic And uh, I think I was a fast kid on my high school tennis team Like we always did like races and sprints And uh, I always w- come out on top and my brother would come out second um, He's really fast too um, he has, He's like a different type of athletic than I am But I think our athleticism comes from our dad And he's really like, you know, he loves sports when he was little um but my third brother he's a special kind he's really good with his hands you know he's growing up i think he got bullied the most out of all of us and um, but he's the most hands-on person like you know those people that um just because you study good in school doesn't mean you're going to be good later on in your life or you're going to be successful at your job so the people that are book smart people that are street smart and people that are like hand smart you know hands-on smart so my third brother is like really good hands-on he's a good mechanic he can fix a lot of things his mind kind of like processes things like really, um, like he breaks stuff down and he can like put stuff back together. That's how his mind works. Like he's really good, like thinking logically and he's really good like remembering what goes where, what part fits where. So I think it's something that, you know, we can all embrace our differences. And I think, um, you know, I always get a lot, uh, some help whenever I need to work on my car and it's like, I always ask him. Um, but I mean, my childhood here, is like so different and the struggles, um, the advantages the disadvantages is all really different because growing up through the eyes of like an Asian American as a second generation here in California in the United States I think we have a really unique perspective and I think um, we're very uh, we've been through a lot and and we kind of see kind of both sides of the coin you know we see like what it's like being Asian and we also see what's like being American and for us going back to Asia it's like oh, it's like a 180 you know it's like Everybody looks like me, but it's, like, their thought process, um, how they treat each other. Even to, like, the, the cultural, like, etique, it, it's so um, different, you know? Like, even their etiquette is different. So it's, like, you kind of want to, you, you you see a lot of those things and it kind of, like, shapes you and kind of forms you. And, and sometimes you feel kind of lost, like you're stuck in the middle. You don't know which way to go. But at the end of the day, you know, I think it's totally fine to be in the middle because that's, who you are it's like your identity you know um i remember asian americans it's kind of like we ha- we're, o- we're our own little like ethnicity because we're not fully american yet we're also not fully asian we're kind of like in the middle so you can embrace both sides of who you are i think you'll you'll get a more deep meaningful perspective on your life and your mindset how you think how you process things everything is going to be affected in a good way of course um but, yeah, going back to, to going up in the in the States, I mean, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I think our parents sacrificed a lot coming to a new country. Like, I mean, you think about it. If you had to go to a new country, you didn't speak the language, you had nothing, you have no way to go except for going up. You know, like you're already at rock bottom and you can't go any lower. You just got to go up or else you're going to die. And I think um, a lot of Asians have this really tough mindset. This, they're really good mentally. They're very strong because they've been at the the bottom, so they know what it's like. And when you don't have anything, you learn to appreciate even the tiniest things, the smallest things. So um, I guess we'll talk about that more in different podcasts. But I think, yeah, my parents paid their dues. They sacrificed a lot. And growing up in the United States, I, I, you don't really know all those things. And my parents, especially my dad, would always tell me, hey, son, like you're so lucky to grow up in the United States. You don't know um, how lucky you are. Like when I was little, I didn't have anything. I didn't, uh, I had to work like all these like lower end jobs, like cleaning, washing dishes, like picking up trash, cleaning toilets just to make money. And I mean, it is kind of irrelevant, but at the same time, he's telling you this so that, or he's telling me this so that I, I can appreciate the things later on in my life, which I think thinking back now, you, you really do learn to like appreciate and you learn to like, even appreciate your parents' efforts. And I think um, that's another reason why, like, a lot of second-generation kids like me, um, we all grow up and we're very successful, sometimes even more successful than our parents. And I think we understand the fruits, like, the value that, that, and the difficulty that that our parents had to go through in order for us to be here. So we work just as hard. Sometimes maybe it did not seem like working as hard, but... We are still trying to like push ourselves and trying to be better. So, the second generation kids are really well off now, I think. And I think if I had kids one day, I think my kids will be even more successful than I am. Um, so I think there's good and bad to, to to everything. But I think if you have a good positive perspective and you're optimistic about everything, I think your life is going to be meaningful. But anyway, that's that's for a different podcast. But yeah, growing up in the U.S. Is, is that's my life right there in a nutshell. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast I mean there's so many things I could talk about So many good experiences So many bad ones But at the end of the day They are experiences nevertheless So if you learn to like embrace yourself And use those experiences to grow I think that's, that's the beauty of like Becoming a well-rounded individual So um, hey I much appreciate you guys Coming in and tuning into this channel um, Hope you guys continue to tune in And listen to me um, I have many things to talk about Going to have some guests coming in pretty shortly. Um, but I really hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, whatever it is you guys are doing, stay positive, stay optimistic. And uh, the sky is the limit. So, you know, whether you're Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Vietnamese, Taiwanese, whatever you are, we're all Asian brothers and sisters in this world. So we should all support each other. And uh, don't disappoint your parents. Work hard in life and tell them you love them. Remember from my other podcast (laughs) all right guys i'll talk to you all soon okay this is uh van tuning out and uh, have a great one good night